Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast, fresh off of UFC 281. It was a... An event that I would say lived up to the hype, whether we won this money or not. But let me just start off the rip. The boys here for the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast, we had ourselves a night. Did we not, Ty? I mean, you especially. You had yourself a (laughs) glorious and historic comeback night that was predicted by some of the people on this podcast. Eight and one plus 13 units on the night. So I got to ask, Ty, how are you feeling after your historic night? Um, I'm feeling great on top of the world, honestly. Uh, you know, it, it just got punctuated so much by Alex Pereira pulling off the unexpected. I think at this at the time it happened and nobody was expecting it. No way. Um, but there were signs. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you want to jump right into it. Might as well, right? Down the main event, yeah. Um, so I think it was. I, I was while I was while we were waiting for each other. Um. I was I went back and watched the prelims and then I went to watch the main card too, but I was I got up late today, I feel like shit. I woke up in the middle of the night like five different times just, just coughing and it hurt. Oh, no. It was just it was brutal. Brutal. The gods trying uh, to take I you got, down after uh, this big they're, night, dude. <laughs> they're like, Hey, we, we gave you too much happiness. We have to take a little bit just a little bit away. And I'm like, Okay, that's fine. I'll struggle, you know, I'll eat some halls, whatever. Um But now I forget where I was the road I was going down, but that's all right. You rewatched the, um, uh, the the card or something. So I like didn't that. get a chance to rewatch the main card yet. I'm gonna do it right after this this is over. Um, but I believe it was the maybe the middle, maybe it was the beginning. I think it might have been the beginning of the second round. Alex hit him with a, a clean jab against the cage. Yes. And it, after that, Izzy's body language completely changed. Now he went on to win. Was it the was it the third and fourth or second and fourth? I think he lost I the forget. second and he won the third right, round right. by wrestling. I think he started to wrestle wrestling. with him that yeah, third yeah. round. And then the fourth he won just by, I think he might have got another late takedown, right? I, th- I think so. They were starting to blend together because like it, the, was, it was looking I, I, like, oh, shit, round, he's cruising. Honestly, yeah. He, he was kind of – it wasn't as dominant as Usman and Edwards, but it was very reminiscent. And um, I had made that kind of comparison earlier in the week, like, you know, Usman, mid-30s, undefeated champion, uh, you know, seems invincible, and maybe this is the guy to do it. That one was a little bit of a fluke, a bit fluky, if you will, maybe not a, a complete fluke. I know people hate that word. Um, this one was just, it seemed just calculated, you know, and honestly, a lot, Izzy just wasn't, or uh, Alex wasn't doing enough. There was a lot of times, man, he had it, he had Izzy backing against the cage, and I know he didn't want to come in wild, and it was, it was very calculated, I'll say. I'll just keep saying that, because... He, he was going to the body a lot. He was going to the head a lot. He, or uh, the legs, he was going down low. I think maybe later in the fight he stopped. But he was definitely putting some pressure on him, uh, mixing it up. Didn't land any huge shot. He wasn't really going. He wasn't la- he wasn't throwing that lead left because he knew it was, you know, that's what Izzy was looking for. <clears throat> so in a lot of way, man, he was he had a really good game plan. And I attribute a lot of that to Glover, to Alex himself. I mean, you know, he's still green. You know, if he fights... Uh, uh, Marvin Vittori for the title, he probably loses. You know, like yeah. Um, but a lot of this man, I, I I don't know what really Izzy was doing. 
backing up against the cage the whole time because he took away his strengths. He took away his speed advantage, which he had. We saw at the end of the first round, Alex in open space, he would just kind of duck his head or move his head. He, he, he didn't really move uh, his body. Um, he would just try to move his head. And he, he would move his head off the center line a little bit. But against Izzy, man, you get caught once. That's all it takes. And he got hit. Like, it was like right on the ear. His ear was bleeding. And he was kind of just the left hook right after is what almost oh, did man, it. Yeah. Similar to similar, It was, dude, very, very similar to Robert Whitaker. Um, but he didn't, you know, that's when he had him out in uh, at distance. But he kept backing up against the cage. And he, he 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 lost his speed. He lost his power, really, and he lost his his reach. His his his. I know he didn't have a big reach advantage, but still, I don't know really what his game plan was for for a large majority of that fight. I don't know what you think. If you thought differently, I know a lot of people like a lot of people like to give excuses, but uh, I really don't think as he fought a, a great fight. Uh, no. I mean, I think for a while he did. I think early in the fight he was standing his ground. But, I mean, I, we talk about this all the time. I don't like when guys retreat. And that's just, like, in any sort of situation, whether you're fighting a wrestler or you're fighting a striker, when you're cutting your own space off, that, like, gives you almost no room for error at all. Because right. I think... In that first round, he started to stand his ground, and in bits and pieces of those like third and fourth rounds, he was standing his ground. But, dude, like he uh, and we also talked about another thing. He was doing a lot of wrestling in, in portions of the fight, and that kind of gassed him out. So it it became like where he started just going backwards the whole fight, and he didn't feel, I guess, comfortable. Like you, maybe it has something to do with the fact, that, like you said, like there was a couple ones where he missed barely. Alex did. On, mm. on like, just bomb left hooks that, like, scraped up against him and almost took, like, clo- closed the show. And he was like, oh, shit. Like, maybe it was like, whoa, I got lucky. And then he got popped with that jab, and it kind of got that respect. Like, dude, I still, you know, I still hit hard. I, I know I know you his remember. Eyes, his yeah. eyes got wide. His body language changed. I, I saw some something today. Somebody, I don't know if it was on Instagram, the inst- comments of some Instagram post. I, I forget exactly. But somebody said, is he did have an injury? coming in this fight is that is that i don't know if you saw that maybe i saw that's what he was claiming after the fight i saw he has some sort of medical issue and you don't know what people are going through behind the scenes or something like that i was like yeah that's on brand that's that's very kamar usman of him even though kamar usman didn't even do that yeah that's why i was just like you know maybe he does i think all these guys for the most part do but it only comes out after they get hurt or they they lose a fight right so i mean I don't like using that excuse i I mean connor's the king of that whenever he loses it's like now look at me foot you're like, oh, yeah. And then you're like, wow, like, yeah, it is fucked up. But, like, then why did you fight? That's always my thing. Like, I get these guys are fighters or whatnot, but especially, like, the TJ Dillashaw thing. Like, you had, you knew you had no chance. There's some injuries you just can't battle through. And it didn't look like Izzy was, like, his, his like, performance was affected all that much. It, it didn't seem to me like he was, like, oh, like, he's 100%, like, uh, injured or something. Like, I think he may have hurt his foot on that check where, um, Alex like checked the kick and he kind of got him on like the front of the foot and you saw him like roll back and they said that he slipped but I saw him like limping around in the press conference afterwards yeah. and like it didn't it didn't look great uh, I I feel like I'm just kind of jumping around because there's so much that happened in this fight that it's just like it, it's hard to you know focus in on just like one thing uh, at, l- listen the 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 sequence where listen that fifth round started and you knew right away Alex knew. He had to get him out of there, and he started to the corner, hunt dude. him down. Yeah, another situation. Great corner work. 
I mean, great job by him by listening to the corner. Yeah. Um, and not even like, you know, he wasn't going out there being wild, but when, well, as soon as he had him against the cage, this time he did what he had to do, you know? Like, yeah. And uh, just all, all credit to him. As I saw a lot of people, very reactionary, but um, I'm sure they went back and looked at it and said maybe maybe uh, thought differently, but a lot of people thought it was a quick or early stoppage. What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was. I can't act like if that was on the other shoe and there was a t- I don't like early stoppages in title fights. I think if it's the third that. fight of the night and it's two young guys, you don't want like yeah, I get that. But I think if you're fighting for the title, you have to let the champion go out on the sword. But also at the same time, I mean, what he really it was kind of a quicker version of the Sean Brady one. He was standing up against the fence. He had just fallen. Was he really yeah. going to throw anything back of consequence? No. You know, like no, he tried. Just- he was ducking his head. At look, one point, he was going to get put in the body yeah. in a body bag. So that's what. That's look how what. he was. Look how he was defending. Like he, he didn't have his hands up, and he wasn't like catching like glancing shots. You know what I mean? Like if you step in when he's defending himself like that. But he, when the ref, when Mark Goddard stepped in, also before this fight, Mark Goddard had just seen Dominic Reyes go to sleep and die right yeah, in front of him. That's so true. you know, maybe the, maybe. <laughs> Maybe that would have an effect. I, I mean, I, I don't know what I would do in that situation. You know, I just see a guy go to sleep, and I'm like, "Fuck!" I feel like it's obviously not my fault, but you now know, I can I make sure you know early. this doesn't happen. Make sure this. I have to make sure this doesn't happen again. Um, you know, when when he stepped in, Izzy's head was right in Mark Goddard's lap slash crotch area, which I think is just you know funny because then he raises his head up and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, yeah, I was fine, I was fine." It's just yeah, uh, maybe yeah. it was awkward because he didn't go out. Maybe nobody likes standing knockouts, no. but sometimes that's. What needs to happen? Like you don't throw back. You're not defending yourself. If you're not going to defend yourself, you don't deserve to fight on. No, that's kind. I mean, listen, that's the thing. It was like I understand the complaint for the early stoppage, but also I understand why it was stopped. So I don't think it was like grotesque or where I'm like, oh my god, he got robbed. Like he was in bad shape, and if anything, he kind of got saved, right? Uh, from further damage that he didn't need. And I also understand him. If I was him, I would be upset too because you just never know. Maybe he's able to survive that and he still goes on to win a decision and whatnot. I I could understand that being being upset about that. But... No shot. Yeah, there's just no shot. That's literally what Pereira is a fucking finisher, man. He was not letting him get out of that situation. And it was just the shots he was landing on him. It was He was landing nukes. And just because he missed the last one doesn't mean like it's like, you know... Yeah, if he did, if he did land the last one, yeah, it would have been a it would have been a sad situation. But yeah, he had him against. Is he was was in a spot where he shouldn't have been, and once he got hit, he couldn't go to. There was uh, there was literally nowhere for him to go. He yeah. has a behemoth standing over him. Uh, he already fell kind of you know over the like the the bottom of the DC octagon style. or maybe like the yeah yeah exactly against when John kicked him. Yeah, uh, there was like nowhere for him to go. You know, and I, I thought honestly he was going to go down again, but. Uh, you know, credit to Izzy for for you know still, uh, still kind of being there. You know, yeah. Um, he's a, he's a tough motherfucker. I, I obviously have to give him that. You know, he's a skinny dude and he throws so many leg kicks and eats so many leg kicks and it's it's honestly insane for how skinny his legs are. I mean, you you notice the difference when him and Silva or Silva Pereira were just standing across from each other. You're like, damn, look at look at Pereira's build. Um, I know he's like two twenty five uh, on fight night, which is fucking insane, but still. Um, shout out to Alex, got 50k for that. Yeah, and uh, he capped off. It was an amazing night. It really, truly was an amazing night. It was a great way to finish it. Um, it, it just lived up to the hype 100. percent That fight was incredible. It t- had takedowns from both. Uh, 
it had had like shots land. I mean, Alex was hurt bad at the end of that first round, like bad, bad. We were like, oh no. And then he came back and he looked good in that second round. And then he gets taken Got down. down. Crazy. Yeah. And then he gets rode out for like the whole third round where you're like, oh, we're cooked here. Like Israel just turned into Habib. Like th- this is, this is insane. <laughs> And then, you know, in that fifth round when this corner's screaming at him, like, you got to go. This is t- – like, he literally looked at his corner. He was like, yo, do I, like, do I need to knock this guy out to win? They were like, yes. And he was like, all right. Yeah. Like, you, ha- you have five minutes to be a champion. And he goes out there. And he – awesome. when that fifth round started, dude, he just – you could set – like, it was like blood in the water. Like, he was just hunting him down. And – Big big mistake. Uh, that's the one mistake that I, uh, if I was, I'm not obviously no expert, but if I was Israel and uh, this fight were to happen again, I cannot under any circumstance have my back to the fence. It can't. I mean, it can't. Like man. not for that long. You're obviously going to get backed up at certain points during the fight, but he became too comfortable backing up, and it made hitting him much easier because I think Alex wasn't having as much success out in the open hitting him because he's his movement is so good. He's so quick. He's able to get out of the, those certain situations, but when you're backed up, you can't. His big thing is just backing his head out with his hands down. You can, and he still does it on the fence. You can't do that, you know. Like you're you're leaving yourself open, wide open, and that's kind of when he got hurt. His hands never went up. It's just not his like natural thing. He just started getting pounded on, and and that was you know, good for Pereira though, man. I mean, that's crazy to have a guy. We we talked about it, uh, this too, where you just he left his sport and was like, "Nah, I can be the champion in that sport too." If that guy's doing it, and hunted him down after all the shit Israel talked about him, saying that you all know when you know yeah you you're still thinking about me. That's your biggest moment. Like it, now all his biggest favela. moment is yeah now his biggest moment is coming and cleaning your ass out in the fucking Taking UFC. Taking your fucking belt. That's wild. I told somebody this. I told somebody this. I forget who I told. I was in a, I was in a fucking, I, you should have seen me when Alex finished him. I was, I ran around my apartment like just oh. 30 times. My AirPod was in one ear, flew out. My other one flew out. I, I, I was a fucking hot mess. Um, my roommate and his girlfriend are trash and they're sleeping and you know, I don't even know if I woke them up, but I, I woke somebody up. Um, oh, we were going, but nuts. I was, I was telling somebody that I have, we ever, I don't, I don't know if, you know, anybody will really talk about it because UFC doesn't generate the, the, the buzz that any other sport does, uh, the more four major sports. But have we ever seen anything like this? Like, I want to say in, in sporting history, what um, Pereira just did to Izzy, you know, beat him twice, beat him. I guess this is kind of hard to like compare to anything. Yeah, beating no, him in I mean, sport and then chasing him down. But like, just the, um, I don't know, the idea of what he did. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to put in words and kind of hard to even compare now, but like just beating him in one sport when he was green in that sport, then he comes chasing him to another one after all the kind. Izzy, I remember Izzy said Alex wouldn't even make it to the UFC when when he yeah. just started because remember he he made his MMA debut a while ago and he lost. Yeah, he got choked out in 2015, and then when he started uh, his MMA career back up, it was after he retired in kickboxing 2020 uh, or 20 yeah 2020. Shout out to Jumbo it's the jungle fight. You know, it, it, it breeds some fucking killers. That's, that's for sure. Um, and I remember, I remember all the time people would always ask Izzy whenever they could about Alex Pereira because now he was starting his kickboxing or his MMA career. And he said, oh, you know, I'm not worried about him. And obviously, why would he have been? And I remember yeah. he said he would make it to the UFC, and then he made it to the UFC. And then he said, I, I don't have to worry about him. I'm not fighting him. He's fighting uh, Andres Michalaitis. I don't know. And Bruno Silva. What do I need to worry about him for? And then... The fateful day when I think it was 
was it? Fuck. They were on the same card. Was it Strickland? Adesanya right? Cannoneer, yeah. And there was a moment where Izzy starts staring at, at Pereira, who's behind him. And then Pereira stares right through his fucking soul. And then Izzy looks away. And I remember was, I, I saw a video on Twitter. And I think that day is when Strickland was, Strickland was trolling Izzy about Pereira. Yep. And it was like they were going back and forth. And Alex is just sitting here like silent, stoic. Like Joe Kim Noah when Mario Thalbert and Chris Bosch were arguing. You know, yep. clapping. <laughs> and... I, you know, and then he got here. And I think, honestly, I'm not going to say Izzy was scared. Yeah, I don't think he was scared of anything. I don't think any of these fighters are scared. scared is the right word. But I think... It's just right. But he... Pereira's in his head. And, you know, not, maybe maybe he doesn't own real estate in his head, but he's he's in it. He and does. He will, he will always... And like Alex said, he will always be in his head, and he will never forget what I did to him six, uh, five, uh, seven years ago. Listen, so that's going to play a factor. You play somebody in something, and they continually beat you in it, and then you have to come back and like your your thought like you th- you know Israel thought I'll never have to fight that guy again like it's no big deal you know like I can move on, and he's saying all that stuff like he's not going to get here because the odds were he wasn't going to get there you know like he was going right. to get beat or wrestled by this guy or lose and whatnot, and it just never had like it just kept he kept coming no matter what he just would he he was relentless like you know he has his he he doesn't fight in mixed martial arts for what five years in between. Or I'm sorry, he fights yeah. in 2020, and then oh he has God. two more kickboxing matches, and he's like, "All right." Then the UFC signs mm-hmm. him straight off of a loss in kickboxing, and yep. he just fucking he sends Michaelitis wrestles the shit out of him in the first round, and then he gets up and knocks the guy into oblivion. You know, like, and you know what? Also, is another thing. Pereira got in the octagon and just stood there like a fucking action figure and stared us right through Israel's Bro. soul, dude. That like he's, di- he's he's a different person. He's just different. And also another thing I want to say was when he beat Strickland, he got in the octagon. They gave him the mic and they said, you know, like how do you feel? Whatever he says, if you are my fan, you will root for Israel Adesanya. We are all rooting for Israel Adesanya tonight. Please go is like go Israel, yeah. just because he wanted to fight him again because he knew what was going to happen and. Man, that that was like a movie. That was some movie shit on Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely. Good for Alex Alex Pereira. Good for his team. Uh, for shout Glover. out to Glover Teixeira who had him ready to go. At least you know, in, in some facets, you know, these guys are both kickboxers. There's only so much you can learn that quickly. Right. But they still they they held their own. Both even Israel. Got to give Israel credit because he looked mm. good on the mat for for good portions of this fight. But I think I think that had to do a factor in why he lost. I think that, that that played a little bit of a role. His wrestling, you know, not used to wrestling that much. I'm like, glad you said that because I feel like there was people saying, well, yep, yeah, this is this is what Izzy wanted. He got Alex tired. But I was looking at uh, Izzy in between rounds, and I'm like, yo, he looks tired. Yeah. Like, why is no one even mentioning that he's, like, you know, leaning his body weight on the the top of the – like, I, I get it, but, like, nobody was saying it. They were just, you know, focused on Alex. And a lot of that grappling and wrestling – I think there's a large chunk of it was when uh, Izzy just was kind of um, laying on him like in the side and he like was controlling him, but he wasn't really doing much, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think he, he wasn't doing any really ground and pound or inflicting any damage. Even Alex even landed an elbow from his back, which was really nice. Didn't hit flush, but um, I think a lot of that helped. Like if he was, if he was, um, you know, landing just some, some shots some pot shots that it would have maybe made a bigger impact as, Obviously, Alex was tired, but he wasn't. He wasn't that tired, you know. Yeah. So um, he did control for the whole third, and I was scared. But 
What a fight, what a, though. What a fight. What Seriously, a fight. what a fight. What a card. Uh, what do you say they do next? Do you think they go straight for the rematch? Or I mean, obviously, there's Probably. a lot to be decided. I, I didn't get to hear him on the uh, MMA hour today, but um, Israel was supposed to be on. Uh, I was curious what he would say. I'm sure he's going to say he needs some time to kind of reevaluate everything. But, uh, I mean, if I'm the UFC, I'd probably wait around as long as I can before we do that Pereira and uh, Adesanya fight. Like, I, I don't know if I would want Pereira to fight anyone else if I'm them. Because yeah. I don't know if he, he, he won. You have know. a lot of. No, God, I'm sorry. You have a lot to lose. If yeah, you absolutely. Schedule if you if you don't watch what you know, watch what you want to do and what what, what there is to do. And yeah, uh, Brazil. I, yeah, is that too early? That might be a little bit too early, I, I, especially thought, yeah. for Israel. I think after he just got cooked like that, I don't know if he's going to want to get back in there immediately. Uh, I guess the next all, yeah, one is uh, Costa and Whitaker. I think they're doing that that day, right? Is that in Brazil or that might be earlier? It might be in Australia. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it is in Perth. Yeah, it's one of those two. And uh, yeah, I mean, I could see them maybe doing a winner of that. And in, in like, because I feel like although they one of them might lose, but it would, yeah. You know, I guess worst case scenario is Whitaker wins both, and he becomes the champion again. Then they would have to do Israel and uh, Whitaker three. I think I would say not a lot of people would mind if the, like we were just waiting a little bit for the rematch because. I mean, there's not really much going on at the top of middleweight, you know. No, and that's kind of, yeah. I mean, you, that's kind of the easiest way to say it because Strickland's going to have to fight Kananir. There's, all right? Yeah, right? That's, that's in December. That's one of the, and I don't know if Brunson. Sloman Imovov is after that. Like, there's, 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 there's some still some, like, shuffling. Settled. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So I could see them doing that in, like, April or maybe uh, I saw, I think I saw, heard Ariel say uh, International Fight Week next year. I mean, that's a while. That'd but, be sick. Uh, yeah. Yeah, still, I think Israel needs time either way. Because I, I think yeah, and they're going to do it on a. You, you got to figure they're, gonna, they're not going to go to Salt Lake City and put this as the main event. Like, no, there's going to no, be MSG or Vegas. Yeah, it's going to be a big, 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 big one. So we spent enough time on this. We could, I could literally sit here and talk all day about this fight. That was uh, same. That was awesome, especially since we were right about it. It always that always feels. Also, so I will say, better. I call, I call this. I hate to, I hate to be that guy, but I call this when Alex started going back to MMA. There you go. Just he was going to chase his ass down. I just had, I, I did have that feeling where that's, I was just like, especially when this, insane. when they made this fight, I was like, oh, I know what, like, it was a uh, absolute lock. I didn't care what happened. I couldn't be convinced the other way that I was not taking uh, Pereira inside the distance. It just was. <laughs> Me too. Yep. I'm glad it went. I'm glad it went our way, bro. I'm glad it went our way. So we got to get the rest of this. I mean, and this ain't no uh, picnic either. How about Wei Li <laughs> dominating the cookie monster and getting rid of a problem that this, this podcast has had for some time. And that's the cookie monster, Carla Esparza, just absolutely smashing the shit out of her and getting a crucifix rear naked choke. And one of the most awkward, weird uh, chokes I've seen in a little bit, just trapping her right arm and choking her with the other two hands and just kind of getting her out of there. Uh, Wei Lee was just too much for her. We, this is exactly how we predicted it to go down pretty much, uh, especially since she wasn't going to be able to get her to the ground. She was going to get pieced up on the feet. And uh, Wei, Lee's just, Wei Lee's a problem. I don't, I, I don't know what else to say other than that. Yeah, I mean, round one, 33-5, she's going to make strikes. Yeah. You know, thanks, thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, what a finish. Like, I, I remember she when I first saw her get the crucifix or whatever it was, I was like, I wonder if she can get a submission from here. I, I was like – I was just kind of, like, confused – at, you know, because she was going hard, she was going aggressive for you know reversals, and and she, she her defense her defensive grappling was very offensive, and I was kind of surprised because Carla is so strong there and so smart. Really, you know, if you slip up, she she is she will take advantage. Uh, but the athleticism, the speed, the power—I mean, she's just quick everywhere. 
uh, in grappling exchanges on the feet. Any kind of, I mean, her movements are just so quick. Yeah. And she's so fucking strong, dude. She is strong. Um, yeah, you know, there was really just no, I, at least for me, no chance for Carla to win this. I had a lot of parlays that ended up with, with Whaley, and I was like, fuck, dude. She's going to lose, and everything's going to hit lose, and I'm going to be fucking pissed, but she came through. Yeah, I mean, this was kind of, the, the, this is another one that was just a, like, I hate to say that word lock, but lock, but I hate to say lock, because <laughs> my voice crack right there. It wouldn't even let me say something like that, but uh, it just, there's certain ones where you're like, yeah, no, like, I just have a really good feeling. There's no way Esparza was going to be able to finish her, right? So it's like, yeah. you're gonna she's going to have to wrestle her and dominate her for 25 minutes. I have a tough time believing she's going to be able to keep down that beast, and you know, with strictly just wrestling without like having to be, I, I was amazed that uh, we kind of talked about the Rose being able to take her down, but Rose, she was more worried about the striking with Rose as opposed to, you know, be, being wrestled. She didn't think it was kind of like caught by surprise here it would have to be the opposite. Like Carla would have to crack her on the feet because she's so worried about the wrestling and whatnot. It just wasn't going to happen. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Not. Good win for Ray Lee, man. She's the champ. I don't know what they do next. I mean, I guess they could do Amanda Lemos, uh, and her, uh, that would be fun, but other than that, I don't know what you do for the for the moment. They have not updated it's the probably, ranking, so yeah, it's probably. I, I would assume, yeah, there's like nothing else, right? Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's Rose. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I don't think that's the move on Draj. I don't know if she wants to do that again. And other than that, right. all these other girls got cooked. So it, it's it's just it's those three. Yeah, and, we need you to save us, Miss um, Miss Tatiana. Yeah, she. And I, don't, I think if, even if she does come back, she'll be at twenty five, right? She won't. I mean, who knows? Probably, yeah. uh, who knows? If we'll ever see her again. But she's a she's a thick, thick girl. Yeah. So uh, I see. Young now. I vote Lamos. That's that's what I would do. Uh, but we'll see. Um, keep put it her, moving. Put her in, I wonder if she's gonna be on the soul card for the next fight. I mean, I know it's in February, but maybe. Um, Maybe I can see them going back to China too, uh, for the, yep. just like uh, kind of similar to what they did last time, like a fight night sort of thing. Or uh, who knows though, right? Uh, yep. Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler. This one, another one, absolute banger. Uh, lived up to the hype. Uh, Chandler wrestled a little bit more than I thought he was going to, but that was kind of off of uh, force because it was just this fight was an absolute war. Uh, Chandler was throwing a lot of strikes in that first round. Chandler only knows one way to fight. He, he just absolutely blacks out in front of these crowds and he just starts throwing nukes and trying to kill people. And he had Poirier a little, little hurt up against the fence, uh, in that first round and he was taking him down. But you know, Dustin is, is not easily taken down. He's not easily gotten out of there. And Dustin just kept fighting uh, you know, he was the straighter puncher. He was the more technical striker. And uh, when they got on the ground, he was, you know, he kind of was able to uh, outwit, I would say, Michael Chandler because Michael Chandler was wrestling off sheer power and just picking him up and slamming him. But Poirier, you know, when, when Chandler was trying to get that hook in on, the, on that final uh, uh, transition, Poirier was able to block it and just flip, just kind of turn right into his guard and, you know, Eventually, was able to take his back, get that. Once he snuck, uh, snuck that body triangle in there, I was like, "Oh, we're out of here. This is party over." Yeah. There was uh, drama with him putting his fingers in his mouth, uh, shooting the blood all over him, which was a wild amount of blood to come out of your insane, nose. Dude. But uh, all in all, great win for Poirier. Uh, cashed out or inside the distance or mine inside the distance because somebody didn't didn't want to ride into the uh, into the <laughs> storm with me. But uh, I don't know what you do I next to Poirier. Shot on sub. I, I don't know what they do next to Poirier. I don't know if you just go right to the Islam fight after. 
or Ugh. maybe a Daryush because he kind of seemed like he liked the idea of fighting Daryush because he seemed like he was like he's worthy of the opportunity. But uh, yeah. Poirier is awesome. Uh, I, I know I, I know I don't like him because of uh, you know certain beefs that have happened in the past, but he is an awesome guy to like watch fight. He just has all the skills. He's tough as nails. And he never quits in there, and it's just that's all you can ask from these guys, man. He's just like he—he's all ultimate. Like when he's on the card, sign me up. Absolutely. I mean, just elite boxing, uh, elite composure, even against the cage, good defense. Yeah. Uh, he was—he he got hit. He was getting hit, but a lot of it was like glancing and getting deflected and not landing flush. So, uh, yeah, shout out to him for not getting caught. Cause, I mean, everybody gets caught by Chandler. Yeah. And he just kept staying in there. And I think he made mention of how looping uh, Chandler's shots were so they weren't hurting as bad as the straight and fucking right up the middle punches, which we talk about on here all the time because it's just, you know, the quickest way from point A to point B is straight line. And that's that's what Poirier was throwing, dude. He was hurting him. You know, he was he – was, Get, when you get your back up against the fence, man, that is a danger zone. And when Poirier was able to back him up against the fence, he was able to land some fucking serious shots. So – uh, curious to see what they do next with either one of these guys. I don't know what they do with Chandler other than maybe Connor. Connor, yeah, I know. I, I that's the that's only line up, baby. at one seventy. That's what I, I can see that Ooh. happening. Uh, Who do you got, Connor? Yeah, I think so. Too. I think I think D- depending yeah. on what version of I mean, like you know, all in all, it's been a while. So if he's like limited from this leg thing, or he's not the same guy, then no. Like, but if he's the guy who showed up to the last Poirier fight. Then yeah, he yeah. wins that fight. That, that, you gotta, in my you gotta think he tags him up quick. Probably, yeah, right? I think he just hits too. But if hard. he eats any chance, eats any shots, I just think he's fucked. I don't he, think he's gonna. Be, I don't. I think his durability is gonna be cooked soon. Yeah, I think he's he, not young. No, nah, he I loves his right. layoffs, right? Yeah. I don't know, but they, I, hey, listen, that'd be fucking box office. You know that that's an easy fight to sell, and they, they'd be doing a good job of promoting it. You know, without being corny. I know Chandler's a little corny, but he's also kind of funny. He's like a dad. Has like dad humor to me, and he—he's just—I don't it's know. It's like I respectful like stuff, so it's not like yeah, you don't. I ever, like him more than Dustin. I think I think you're with me on that, right? You, what like the, just like him, just in general? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Chandler's a very likable guy. I just don't think he's uh, bettable. I guess you can say because you just can't. That's trust very him. fair. Yeah, you just can't trust That's him to fair. go in there and actually execute the game plan. One I'd like to see, but I don't like to see at the same time is Connor and Gaethje. That's. Yeah, that's that the one, the one that would have away, a little probably. bit of venom behind it. Uh, they they <laughs> wouldn't like each other, and I think it would be a fucking banger, uh, especially at 170. So that would be fun. But I digress. Let's keep it moving. Gutierrez, Chris Gutierrez is the name, and uh, Frankie Edgar got in there. Crowd was behind him. This went exactly how I predicted, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, Frankie Edgar gets unceremoniously retired and put in a body bag. Two minutes into the first round, and he is knocked out cold, and they have to go wake him up. He's twitching. It's not good. And Chris Gutierrez gets that inside the distance plus one sixty five for the boy. Uh, Ty, what did you make it? I know you were you were contemplating an Edgar bet here, but it just it, he just he's been looked cooked to me for a while now. So just, yeah, I mean this just this just showed it. You know, that's yeah. all you need to see. Um, he ducked his head. You know, ducking his head down. Taking big shots that he can't take anymore. It's yep. just a bad combination. Chris Gutierrez didn't even want to like. He looked very upset. I know he had a lot going on uh, in his personal life, which I did not know about. Um, was his mom that has cancer, and somebody died this week or something? Something like that? along those lines. I heard or a bunch of people got uh, a bunch of people have cancer now in his family. Um, and he just he, he didn't look happy that he you know did what he did to Frank. He was talking to him a lot. It looked like he was trying to t- like 
it, it seemed to me he was like, hey, please, like, please stop fighting. Like, that's what it seemed like. I don't know uh, what he was actually saying, but. Well, it was like, yeah, come on, this man. Was very, like, uh, you know. Very sad. Uh, very sad to see. I texted, you know, everybody after, like, yo, this was kind of a downer. <laughs> you know, like, not even that I had money on the fight necessarily, but, like, just, just sad. Well, I said that, that I said that when we were, when we were making this fight. I don't like this shit, man. Especially when a guy like Frank Yeager, who's retiring, like you have to find a, a fellow old. guy. They should have brought Wineland out of retirement. Let him fight him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like they, to this, to me, this is just fucking disgusting. Especially to a guy that you know has done so much for your company, and I, I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. But I guess it, it's this is the name of the game, right? You can't just be giving these guys patty cake fights. Uh, something about it though man i don't know i just that didn't feel right i I, it's one of those things like i won money but i was just like why like why that is the first thing i said to my friends i'm like why did they do this you know like we knew this was going to happen they didn't need to fucking go out and put this guy give this guy some extra brain damage on the way out it just seemed uh, a little fucked up but uh i mean it's great great performance for chris gutierrez i mean they put whoever was put in front of him he he took him out and his striking was just going to be too much for frankie and i don't think frank he's too big he was just he was just too big for him in there, I thought. Uh, but yeah. yeah, good win for Chris Gutierrez. Uh, tough to see Frank Edgar go out like that, but he had a great career, so uh, not much to uh, you know cry about, I guess. Uh, at the end of the day, he's still lightweight champion at uh, what was he five foot six? So yep, yeah, you know, not nothing to be ashamed of. What what, what a uh, and I got to see him fight live one time, so that's all I can uh, mention there. So. Our main card started off with Dan Hooker and Claudio Puelles. Uh This was a disgusting... Uh, cl- I'm sorry. Uh, wait, I read the wrong name. Claudio Ryan Hall Puelles actually <laughs> got in there and fought Dan Hooker. Uh, he's, he's doing the laying down in the uh, Minori rolls. It's just uh, not a effective method in MMA. He got, he got a, lucky with a few of them, but especially early on in that didn't first round, it didn't do anything with him, right? He had him in bad shape, it looked like. That <clears> leg was straightened out completely. Had it, yeah. you know, had his had his foot, had his knee, like the knee bar. He, he loves the knee bars. You you kind of talked about it, but and the same. This is the reason why you you uh you convinced me on this one too, because Hooker, you know, he had been in these positions before. He looked, he didn't look like he was panicking, and he got him out of there eventually. Because the longer that this fight was going to stay standing, it looked like Claudio wanted nothing to do with it. So good for Dan Hooker, man. Yeah, and I know Joe and. Joe and DC were going crazy that, you know, he kind of had it in. But I, I, I just made sure I was looking at Dan Hooker's face. He never really grimaced or, you know, had any kind of discomfort. Uh, at one point, he was just, he was sitting on his on his butt, just kind of like sitting up. And he was kind of just sitting there like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> like, come on, what are we doing? He, like, he, you know, he could have pretended he could have like started yawning because he was just he knew he was in a good spot where his leg wasn't going to. I think that was at the very end of the, the submission where he was able to to get out of it. But yeah, and then after that, I had to sneeze. I um, <laughs> I um, I was hoping it wasn't going to be a repeat of the Taporia Ryan Hall fight where I almost lost the first round bet for Taporia. I thought, yeah, I didn't have it. I don't think I had it. Did I have Hooker at that distance? Yeah, you did. I think I did, right? Yeah, you had Hooker. I thought it's plus two hundred. I was like, way, man. I was like, man. I don't know, you know, if this happens for you know, 15 minutes, sure, the ref is, is going to get tired of it and, you know, want to, like, end it whenever he can. But I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to hurt him. But he did. He started hit him with a couple, like, a couple. He was going to the body a lot. All it took was a couple vintage uh, just straight kicks. And he, that, that dude, I, I do like him a little bit. 
I think he can do some some things. He definitely can win some fights for us. He'll get some sub props eventually. Yeah. But he, you know, he's got some really. He's twenty six, which is good. But he's got a lot of Chase Super vibes where he's just you know the stand up is probably never going to come around. Very much matchup dependent on some of these bets. Yep. Uh, and I think I honestly uh, maybe this is an idiot in me, but I feel like we're breaking through here, Ty. I feel like we're starting to get a feel for some of these bets and what's going on here. What's the good place? Things are what's finally not? going our way. Christ. Yeah. Listen, after 280, I feel like we had a, a spiritual awakening. You know, like when we, that was one of the worst days. And now, you know, I think I think you went 0 and 8 or 0 and 7. I went 1 and 7. Like it was like one yeah. of the worst days both of us have had combined. Like sometimes one of us has like we both won one fight of the 15 that we picked. So <laughs> for for us to bounce back like this on Whoa. this, I feel like we're starting to break through here a little bit. But the bit, you know, honestly, we talk about on here. It's much easier to bet these these cards than it is the other ones. The nice, the, yeah. the the pay per views are much easier. There's bigger names. There guys you've seen more often. You know their tendencies. You know. That the you know the fights happening in front of people, and I talked about that too. How that's always a factor for when I bet. If there's people in the mm-hmm. crowd, the people fight differently. There's energy. The energy's different, as as opposed to when they're fighting in the, an Amazon warehouse. But uh, yeah, I mean that's it's a good win for Dan Hooker. They were calling him like he looked like a sniper in there, and he did. He was walking him down, made Claudio uncomfortable, and that's why you kept seeing the rolling and the laying down. It just he didn't he didn't have a game plan. He didn't have anything to uh, offer to this. So. The and, prince of, of Peru has been slain. Yeah, he, yeah, they need to bring him back to uh, the temple or whatever's going on there, and they need to, <laughs> you know, what do they do give, a ritual. give him the John Snow treatment, and bring him back to life. Yeah, bring <laughs> bring back Melisandre. Uh, spoiler alert! So shout out to Hernato Moicano getting a rear naked choke victory over Brad Riddell. Uh, Brad, Brad looks cooked. Uh, and I don't even know in a physical way. It's just his, he's not on, on the, the skill level of the, some of these guys as they've, fought, as they've moved him up through this thing. You know, Alex De Silva, Musta, uh, Mustafaev, I believe is how you say that name. Jesus, I almost had a mental breakdown there. Uh, Drew Dober, and then he gets Fazeev, Turner, and Moicano, and he's getting cooked in these fights, right? He's getting finished in all three. It just seems like he's hit a wall here, and I, I don't know what the answer to it is. Moicano with an all-time speech after the fight. Uh, it was a good was win for Moicano. Big bounce back from the Dos Anjos fight. I wish I wasn't pussy enough to play this. Like, you, And you had sub plus 300. This is part of your huge night. So, uh, Ty, what, what do you uh, have to say here? I mean, this is just easy money for you. Yeah, I mean, his, his the grappling is just there's, – there's just levels. I mean, he has some of the best grappling, uh, some of the best jiu-jitsu in the UFC, I think. We, we, you know, he doesn't get talked about enough, Moicano, is because he strikes a lot, you know? Yeah. He looked really good in this one, dude. His 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 jab, his was one two. He was so so quick, uh, and he was hitting hard. He was landing clean. Uh, I do have some concerns still with his defense because again, he still does like uh, in exchanges. He does leave his chin up. Yeah, but you know whatever. Uh, can't expect per- perfection. He actually got a takedown. Uh, he didn't get. He didn't. He didn't. Well, he didn't get it. Uh, but he, um, I guess, once he went for the takedown, he got. He had Riddell on his back, and then he just shifted off, shifted to the cage, and got his back so quickly, like it was nothing, nothing. And then um, once he got the rear naked choke in, Riddell pretty much, you know, he didn't even have it in. Really, he had to adjust. Yeah. Riddell didn't even fight, didn't even fight the hands, which is just you know a rookie move, really. Honestly, uh, I hate to say it, but if anybody got me a rear naked choke, I'm trying to, I'm trying to fight their hands. It won't work for me, you know. Obviously, it wouldn't work, but that's just what I would try to do. That's what DC was saying, so. 
Yeah, uh, Vincent performance from Mikano, and I think Riddell's probably uh, probably on his way out. Yeah, looks like at the very least, Riddell will have to drop down uh, in skill level. These guys that are in the top 15 are right outside of it. They're, he's just not there. I don't know if it's a different weight class thing they need to do. or but Two years younger than Mikano. Crazy. Yeah, and something needs to change. You know this this ain't this ain't it. Uh, every time I watch Brian Riddell fight, I'm just like, ugh. You know this is, he's just yeah. some, something happened because he was like he looked like a, an absolute animal against the lower competition. So maybe that's uh, that's where we're hitting this wall. But uh, shout out to a guy who looks like he's hit a fucking brick wall, uh, Dominic Reyes, and he ran into a brick wall jab from Ryan Superman Span. Uh, this was Jesus. I mean, this is this was ugly, dude. I don't know how Bad. else to say it. Reyes looked awful from the rip. As soon as the fight started, you could just tell he wasn't. You mentioned he wasn't bigger than him. You know, he was not. He didn't have that height or reach advantage, uh, or maybe he had a little bit of a reach, but it was just like wasn't enough. It just looked like stature-wise, Span was much bigger than him. You know, much beefier than him for sure. And uh, it didn't really matter because it just Reyes was just hanging that chin out there, and uh, you know he just doesn't take a shot well either now. So. And honestly, that jab would have knocked anyone out, though, because it, it, that wasn't – I mean, power jab is putting it lightly. That was a nuke of a left hand that was thrown right up the chute, and it just cut his legs right out from uh, underneath of him. Shout out to your under hitting at minus 120. Uh, this is easy money again for you. But, uh, yeah, the, the, I don't know what they do with Reyes now. I don't know if it's retirement. I don't know if I, – I really don't know because I don't know. Like, you have him fight like a Paul Craig – or something like that. I don't know. You know, Johnny Walker. Him and Johnny Walker seem like they're the same guy now. So maybe that—that's not a bad <laughs> idea. But man, imagine that, dude. So okay, we almost got a double knockout. Well, not really. They were—it was kind of both flash knockdowns. We got a double knockdown, which is sick. Imagine Dominic Reyes, Johnny Walker, first double knockout in UFC history. That I'm telling awesome. you, somebody's going to sleep in that fight. That's for sure. Uh, I think. I think somebody's going to wake up. One of them, maybe both don't. That'd be one crazy. Like they do it in WWE, like they both hit the ground, they start counting to ten. <laughs> They're both like fucking. <laughs> they get up at nine and a half. Yeah, but then only one actually does. Like yeah. in Rocky too, when they're fighting to get to the ropes, <laughs> and Rocky gets up with like nine and a half. Come on, man! What a great gotta, movie. Gotta make, gotta make sure you have the ref for the uh, Tyson Fury fight, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Start counting forty seconds later. Uh, Ryan Span, though, good win for him. I don't know what they do next with him. Uh, he was number 12 before the fight. I can see him moving up to around in the top 10 probably. But uh, Dominic Jamal Hill. Yeah, Dominic Reyes is completely cooked. Uh, I, yeah, it's I, four in a row and three. I think all three knockout losses have been like bad. Like bad, uh, Yeah, bad. I mean the, the, the Yon one. one wasn't as bad because it was just kind of he no. got cracked and, you know, like caught uh, wobbled a little bit. But, I mean, yeah, that year he got put face down, out cold. And then this one is neck. just as ugly, man. Uh, you know, this one he got put to sleep immediately and had nothing for him, and that was after a year and a half layoff. That's just uh, so you, man. That's just uh, that's tough. I had TKO. I was completely wrong on this one. This was an anti Ryan Span bet, so you won't see that happening anymore from this side. But uh, I thought Dominic <laughs> Reyes wasn't as cooked as he apparently is, and he is fucking cooked. So. I don't. I really don't know. I really do not know what they do next with him. I mean, he. How old is he? He's not even that old, right? He's thirty-one or two. He's he's uh, he's him and Span are the same age ish. I want to yeah. say they're they're so in their 89, early thirties. So he's he's about to be thirty-three. So he was thirty-two right, yeah. in this fight. He's at, birthday is uh, Chris, 
Christmas. Oh, after Christmas Day. Yeah. So I mean, listen, I hate to see that because he used to be such a great, you know, like he was right. He was one round away from beating John Jones, and now he's lost four straight combined with that John Jones fight, and he is now, you know, on the brink of being cut. You know, like I don't even know what what you yeah. do with him. Even uh, they were talking about cutting him after uh, during the press conference with Dana. And he's like, I don't know. I really don't know what to do. You know, like, I, I don't. Yeah. You have to let him fight a lower level of competition, but I'm sure Reyes is making a pretty penny, you know, so after. There's also a conversation. Like that, so. I think there's a conversation Dana White, his team especially, needs to have with him because those are bad losses. Like, the, at what point do you risk that happening again? I mean, dude, that was a, I know it was a power jab. It was kind of like a hook, but, like, you went, you went to sleep just off of that. Like, yeah. He threw a one-two, but the two didn't even like. It, it didn't matter. There was no need for a now two. That jab like, was one sleepy time. Put you to sleep. Like I know he stepped into it too. Like, but that that that's bad, bro. That's that's two in a row where like they are brutal knockouts. Like, at what point do you like, uh, you know, favor your quality of life after you're done fighting? You know. Yeah, is the money even worth it at this point when you're do, when you're getting brain damage every time you get it? Like not not just yeah. you know your average Quick, quite brain man, damage, but yeah, like you're getting your light shut off every time you get in there. I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I really just left this fight like, damn, this is like even though it's not as bad as the Edgar one, but it kind I left it where I was just like, I don't I don't want to so. see that guy fight again. You know, like that's it's if they do, I'm gonna fade him. I mean, I'll let you know yep. that uh, if, if we're yep. just strictly being uh, non-human and talking about the money, then that's all we're worried about. Then, uh, yeah, I, I kind of do hope he fights again. But that's yep. it. Uh, Aaron Blanchfield with an absolutely dominant, dominant victory over Meatball Molly. Uh, another one that the boys predicted. You even had sub plus two forty. I was in there at inside the distance at plus two hundred. Uh, I was sweating. I'll say that. Yeah, because oh, it could have gone either way. She had her in that crucifix. She was smashing the shit out of her. Blanchfield she couldn't move. Oh my god! I, she was trying. Was man. She was trying big time to get out of there. And Kevin McDonald was just letting her get her fucking face smashed in. Even John Anik after the it. fight was like, "Yeah, like that was bad. Like they should have stopped." I it. love it. But I, I yeah, you loved it. I know you did. Uh, <laughs> and then she basically twisted her arm off of her back, and that's how she got out of there. But, man, Blanchfield is a fucking problem. I don't know who, like, I don't know who's going to beat her other than maybe the very top level of this division. She's a 125er. She's ranked 12 right now. She's going to fly up these rankings. I don't, like, I don't know what they do next with her. Do you put her in there with Andrade? Do you, you know, if she's wanted to do a 25, Alexa Grasso, do you go that high? Or do you get in the middle with a uh, Arujo, or do you Jennifer Maya, Andrea Lee? I think she smokes all these girls. You know, that's I mean, Kate, you don't want to get Casey O'Neill in there. You don't want that. Macy Barber. Oh, man. Excuse me. Both no way, girls. dude. No way. All, my, all my girlfriends. Tracy Cortez. Yeah, no, let's not do that. Uh, I guess we're gonna do Manion Faroe next. That'll be the next one, and then maybe you know who's who knows. Well, but the the point is, Blanchfield's one or two away. She's yeah, right she's there. Gonna, I think she's going to get a top 10, and then she's going to get a top 5, and then she's going to beat both of them. Dude, she's so good, man. Um, Powerful, just man. So, for being, Dude, she's 23. Like, yeah. you know, 23-year-olds don't really fight with the calmness, with the coolness, with the collective, the composure. Like, just, just so composed after the fight, just brushing your shoulders off after you just beat one of the, I'll say, one of the more polarizing figures in the UFC. I mean, you know. Uh, she's on Sunday conversation. She's got Barstool behind her. She's popular. She's got Drake and Patty Pimblett and Connor in her corner. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Everybody's everybody loves Molly McCann. Not me. I'll tell you that. I don't. Um, 
So to go out there and out outstrike her, ninety three to seven. That's a fucking. That's a statement. You know, that's a statement. Like, yeah. hey, and you know, she had her arm just trapped, and then she trapped it some more, which is just crazy. And then, and, you know, she had the Kimura, and then she got the Kimura in deeper. Like yeah. when she when she's doing one thing, she's trying to. You know, she, she's very cerebral, and you don't see that from many women's fighters. You just really don't. I think her striking is decent. It's pr- it's pretty good. We didn't see much of it, but. Um, you know, I don't really see any, there's, there's not anybody that's going to like give her, like, you know, knock her out. I don't think, I mean, maybe, you know, Tyler Santos and Valentina can give her some problems, but dude, who's really going to stop her aggressiveness, her wrestling, her wrestling is really good. Like I know Molly, you know, as soon as Molly got, uh, she got in on a double on Molly, it was over. Molly has no takedown defense, but, um, dude. I mean, look what she did to Miranda Maverick. I know Miranda Maverick isn't a, a title contender at all, but like she has really good wrestling. Like she does what Aaron Blanchard does to uh, you know other girls, just lower, lower uh, caliber. So yeah, and then she goes goes to the club after. She's looking hot. She's just like, yeah, you know, this is this is what this is what I do. And I'm like, damn, dude, 23. Like that's a championship mentality. That's that's what you want to see. That's what people want to see from uh, like Macy Barber. Yeah, that they didn't see from Macy Barber. I think honestly, you know, if Aaron Blanchard gets in any kind of trouble. She'd probably be able to work her way out of it. Dude, she's she's got an elite mindset on top of an elite skill set. I'm all in. You know, like uh, after that Maverick fight, I've been all in, and I'm still yeah. all in. And uh, when the, when the day comes and she fights Valentina, I'm the fate. She's on. I'm fading Valentina. Oh, yeah. Like it's yeah. She she's like that. She's that good in my mind. I, obviously, there's a lot of time before now and then, and maybe. She loses or some crazy shit happens. It's mixed martial arts. You never know. But I'll tell you what. I am buying all the Blanchfield stock that I possibly can. She is a problem. And her stand-up is good enough. You know, like when, yep. she, when she was standing with Molly for this short amount of time, it was good enough to be like, okay, like you can get tagged up here. And she'll just get you comfortable enough. I'm sure against the better fighters, she'll get comfortable enough where, you know, the people are like, okay, here we go. And then you're just getting blast double-legged. And now all of a sudden you're you have this just – Five hundred pound bear on top of you is probably what it feels like, and she's just smashing the yeah. shit out of you. That's that's a problem for anyone out there. But how about Andre Petrosky? Shout out, shout out to Glendora Zone. I know I keep saying that, but I, I know I saw he lived in Glendora in the Ultimate Fighter, and that is right near me. So I continue to shout that out. Cooked Wellington Terman here, pretty uh, I, 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 pretty dominant, beef right? Wellington. Yeah, beef. Yeah. Wellington. <laughs> Uh, after the, I mean, after the, I, I think in the third round he had him. Was he? It wasn't all five minutes, but like most of it, it was like four four thirty two. He controlled him for the third round. Like that's you yeah. know. I thought he was gonna dominant, get him out of there dominant. too, but it just you could tell. I was hope. I, I know I didn't have it, but I was hoping he would for your bet. But yeah. uh, you know, it was kind of. Just, I won't say he was coasting, but uh, he did go for a couple subs. Um, oh yeah. He went for it for he sure, and he was and he was landing that ground and pound. But it just well, you know, Wellington was tough, man. He he stayed in this. Yeah, fight. he's got some. He's a guy who's you know hard to get out of there. I know he's not necessarily the hardest to beat. Maybe necessarily, you know, I don't think we're not big Wellington Turbo fans. But no, he, he is very tough. Very tough. He is very tough. But uh, good win for Petrosky. Uh, one of the only f- three fights that went to a decision, which is wild that this all, all went went like this. Uh, the first, the, all those fights I just named you. Uh, until this one went to uh, yeah. no, did have no judges involved. The judges had a pretty easy night here. Thank God. Uh, yeah, thank God. Honestly, that's I'd rather always be like this because I'll continue to make money. Shout out to the steamroller Matt Frivola. I mean, taking out Ottoman Zaitar 
with a bomb of a, a flurry of hooks. But uh, one shot that just put him to the ground. Zaitar did not look good in this fight from the very rip. I can tell you that. When, when You can just tell right away. I'm, I'm a big one of those guys. When the guys walk out or when I see the fight start right away, I'm usually like, oh, boy. Like, that that's this. Yep. Or, or we're <laughs> in here. Like, like when I saw yep. Izzy come out, it, it not like the same thing. Not to say that he looked scared, but it seemed like there was a lot of pressure on him. Like, he just – he was feeling a lot of pressure where he just, like – he didn't have that same, like – you know, flamboyant, like, re- you know, ready to dance, sell, like, you know, all this stuff that yep. he usually has coming into the octagon, like it's like a celebration. This one was more like serious business, like, you know. Alex won the walk. I, I think, honestly, the walkouts, they were both they were both good walkouts. Uh, I thought maybe Izzy was a little better, but I did like, you know, how Alex did the, uh, the whole little R3 thing. Oh, That's yeah. That's pretty sick. Nah, it's uh, it's, it's very menacing. Sca- it's also very terrifying. Yeah, it's menacing. I was going to say, that is scary as fuck. Imagine you're like in the ring and he just shoots a fucking arrow at you from that feet that, yep. that far away and then he's walking towards you. Like, and then, right, then he does the hooks leave. after. Then he does like that yeah. that pu- that punch and then he just ro- like walks in like a fucking, like again, yeah. like an action figure. He's built like an action like, figure. Very, he has a very Goldberg esque uh, WWE yeah. vibe to him with, the, with the you know terrifying entrance. You're like, oh no, yeah, and the like, music. Wow, you know, I don't know what the music was, but it was very daunting. And then <laughs> he gets in the cage and he just stands there. That was like where I was like, well, all right, we're in here, dude. Yeah, what, what are we doing? You know, and Izzy walked by him guy. and he didn't even look at him. Like he was just looking forward, like into his soul. And when he finally st- stood there, but uh, Matt Frivola, back to him. Uh, just a dominant. I mean, Azaitar looked like uh, the the last uh, two years off didn't really help, and uh, yeah, he didn't look like the bag? same guy, man. What was in the bag? Uh, he probably needs it. That he His definitely head. needed it this weekend. But uh, yeah, was it good, a shin in the bag? I don't know. Good for Fervola plus one thirty five <laughs> money line cashing you out. I took another L here at Azaitar inside the distance. I tried. I tried getting you. I tried you pulling you, did, you in. You were right. You said, "Hey, no." I saw you go over last weekend. Yeah. I'm not listening to you. Not, not so, hey, hey. A couple I had to fade just in case things didn't go your way. I uh, <laughs> had yourself a little, which is so fair, yeah, honestly, yeah, the way yeah. I've been fucking rolling. You know, somebody's like, oh, there goes Frivola's ACL, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, down goes Frivola, and that's horrible. It's like a like oh, yeah. a parachuter in the he ring. Starts and he starts throwing up. He's like, oh, no, he's sick. He's sick. <laughs> You're like, wait, he what? shits himself. Yeah, he loses by proxy. And lost oh. by shitting himself. Hotman <laughs> Azaitar. You're like, what? Dude, I've never uh, seen that. Carolina uh, uh, Kovacavich. Hey, she looked good in this fight. I mean, so, you know, SGJ. Shout out to her. And uh, those, yeah. Uh, so she, <laughs> she, she didn't look that great either. Uh, this was kind of disgusting. And then, and then the fight uh, or the judges bring in the cards and then, the commissioner gets in. He's scratching shit out. And it's on TV. It's like, what are we doing? It just, that was rough. It looked awful. But thank God I was out of this uh, fight. That's what I was happy to know. And and you, the, the the that decision didn't affect you that much. So that's uh, that was good to know. That was this was your only loss of the night inside the distance, uh, SGJ. So, and what honestly makes me upset? I was I was looking at like. I didn't get to take, uh, place any like prop parlays, you know, one of those the, the Tesla parlays. Yeah. I've been taking a little, you know, as I've been losing, I can't really afford to throw more money away. You know, <laughs> how much money do I really want to throw away? So I was like, I'm not going to take one this this fight. Also, I can't do it on my on my book, um, so I have to go to alternative routes, giving people money to place it for me, etc. You know, calling Jimmy the Greek. Shout out to Jimmy the Greek. Um, He's still doing action. Yeah, it is fun fact. If I would have placed any. Any of those, I think I probably would have included 
uh, Silvana by knockout in them. So that gives me great satisfaction to know that I probably wasn't going to hit one of those, you know, 10 K bets anyway. Um, she did look, she, you know, she, she did honestly look good, but she's just a very limited fighter. You know, she doesn't really do well going backwards or getting hit. She has to really go first, but she does have some good boxing. She just, um, she definitely does. doesn't have much. She's, she doesn't really, uh, low, low, low variance fighter, you know, and she's also not young. She's still green and she's 37. Yeah. Uh, Carolina, Carolina probably is a fade machine next fight because after the first round, dude, she didn't do uh, much wrestling really, you know, she, she kind of just won by being busier maybe, you know? Yeah, basically. And she, yeah, she kept putting pressure on her control in the octagon. That was the big thing I'd say. Um, mm-hmm. And Silvana was throwing, but not hitting. So it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, absolutely. Both of these uh, gals are on the fade list, the fade machine, the fade factory. Welcome. I think Silvana's probably done. To She's fade a mania. Or one in three, sorry. Yeah, Michael Fatamania. Tri- Fatamania one. Oh. That'll be. I can't wait for that one. When that, I can't wait for that, that card. Come. Yeah, when that comes. Uh, <laughs> so choice of you on that card. Yeah, Mike Trezano. Uh, this is the double knockdown you were talking about, uh, which was crazy oh, oh, oh. early on in the fight. Both of these dudes get sat on their ass. They get back up. Trezano was just thrown with a little bit more. I don't even know. It just kind of seemed like these guys were gonna bang, 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 bang. Until no one, someone was all banged out, if you know what I mean. Uh, Trezano just, like that. well, I, you know what I mean, everyone out there. Uh, <laughs> I don't have to explain it, but Trezano just, he eventually caught him with that left hook and put his ass to sleep. And uh, Sung Woo Choi, uh, but thank God he didn't put him on the list. Trezano cashes me out at plus 150. Uh, started screaming about no one was going to beat him in his house. I wish I'd have known how uh, fucking jacked up he was about fighting yeah, at me MSG. Too. That'd be good. I wish I could have all these guys on the podcast so we could talk to them and see what they're, you know, how you feeling going into this one? You going to kill this guy, you know, and you just start getting, getting a whole vibe action. But yeah, his fucking heart. Good for Trezano and a uh, tough one for Sungwoo Choi. But Sungwoo Choi looked good for portions of this fight, although it was only five minutes. He, but Yeah, he hit him like, you know, he was hitting with some good shots, but yeah. he his, his defense is just not, not there. good. He's, he, he's too aggressive and too lazy defensively. Bad combination. Trezano didn't have any finishes before this, so uh, – Good for him, but yeah. also, honestly, he should have just got 50K. Just, I, you know, we'll talk about that at the end of the card. But yeah, whatever. that's we're, um, we're going to have a dispirited discussion about that. But yeah. um, Montel Jackson, uh, dominant uh, win against Julio Arce. Arce, he's a fader. He, absolute on the fade list. You know, it just, he doesn't give me much. Whether he's fighting a guy standing up or on the ground, uh, I just don't, um, I don't know. It's not like he stinks, but it's like he just kind of gets overpowered by a lot of these guys. And uh, losing to Shaman Marais is not a good look. Uh, so that's yeah. always uh, on my list. And Montel Jackson, uh, you know, like you said, he, he was some. They were even mentioned on the broadcast how he has like not like I got not like focus issues, but like the t- seriousness in the training is sometimes an issue. They kind of made a mention of that, right? Like uh, at some point mm-hmm. during the broadcast. So, and you kind of talked about it, how he's like, he likes to party and all this stuff. So, I mean, it seems like a guy who has all the skills in the world. It's just, uh, being able to put, hone it in and put it together on fight night seems to be a little bit of an issue sometimes. And, yeah. You know, he's a guy who could finish guys, but it just seems like he, uh, you know, I don't know. So, something's missing. I, I can't. He's the king. Uh, he might have like the most knock. I wonder what like a knockdown to knockout ratio would look like. His would not be high. Yeah, uh, he gets a lot of knockdowns, not knockouts. He got knocked down in the third this fight. I think he got knocked down in the third in his last fight too. Yeah. So uh, if there's anything we need to see more, it's more uh, 
more of a killer in him. We know he has. I mean, look at his fucking hands. He's got the biggest hands oh, he's, ever. He, he, and he's good. Like, that's the thing. I don't want it to sound like yeah. I'm, like, disrespecting him or he making him sound bad. He's a good fighter, but it's just, um, I don't know. Uh, Arce is just kind of like a, a grizzled vet at this point, and it just seems like you should, you know. Like, he got him down, and then he was, like, he got a couple ground and pound shots off, but uh, Arce was able to defend himself after that. Good win, though. Good win, you know. Yeah. Just because you didn't finish him doesn't mean it's not a bad uh, or a good performance. It's still a good performance. So, Carlos Olberg, shout out Speaking to the, of one of the best looking men uh, in in ever. the whole country. The Black Jag takes care of business, gets Mister Nick out of there. Uh, Mister Nick did not take that shot well, but who would have? Uh, that that was a absolute heat of a left hook, and finishing him off on the ground, which might not have been necessary, but I guess you need it to close the show. And yeah. Carlos Olberg uh, leads us off with a nice win to start the night. Uh, this actually hurt, though, because in all transparency, I was setting my TV up and did not get the chance to bet this one. So that fucking hurt. Uh, it would have been a lock yeah. city. But uh, I woke... So it was, the problem was I took a nap and woke up for the end of the... It was the end of the Montel Jackson fight. There you go. But I placed a money line bet, a money line bet on Carlos Olberg like, the day of. So nice. let, me, let me just lock this in just in case. I uh, oversleep, which I did. So, there you go. Just in case some funky shit happens. For being, uh, for being dog shit. But yeah, shout, I mean, dude, he looks better. He, he looks like he could be somebody. He could be something, I should say. You know, like this isn't necessarily the, the, the deepest and the best weight. Like you don't have to be that great to, to compete at 205. And there's a lot of people who don't think Jan Blahovich is that is that great. And he was a champion. Uh, I would disagree kind of, but still, like yeah, you see I what I mean? Saying. Like Olberg is – he's 31. Uh, so he's probably in his athletic prime. You know, this is this is uh, this is where he wants to be. This is the spot he wants to be in. Uh, that that early loss to Kennedy, maybe he, he you know he's learned from that. He looks a little bit more calculated. He not as aggressive. Hopefully his cardio is getting better. He's he's got a good team with him. As much as I don't, uh, you know, not not a fan. <clears throat> I could got, see my bad. I could see him popping into the no, top yeah. fifteen though. Yeah, I mean, like you know, who's. Who is in the top 15? Fucking D- Dustin Jacoby and Khalil Roundtree? I'm yep. sure they both are. Yeah, 14 like, and 15. Yeah, like, come on. You know, Jimmy Crute, I-, I think his stock's been low for a while now. He's ranked. Johnny Walker. Exactly. Ranked. So, Volcon. Uh, yeah. You cooked. Know, like, so, yeah, he's going to he's gonna definitely enter soonish, but um, definitely need to see a step up in competition. You know, yeah. He's really fought uh, Mr. Nick you know, Mr. Nick ain't it. You know, and coming off of a Tavon and Chukwi, Fabio Charant. Uh, that's a really rough winning yeah, streak. Murderers but, row. Yeah, but he got them all out of there, so I, I can't. You know, you can only beat who they put in front of you. So hopefully, he returns when they go to Perth or something, and we get to see him again. He's a very interesting fighter. And that was UFC 281 from MSG, uh, second highest gate in the history of MSG. They said after the fight, which is crazy. Sheesh. But uh, Alex Pereira wins fifty thousand dollars for his performance of the night. Zhang Wei Li, $50,000 for her performance that night. And fight of the night, Michael Chandler, Dustin Poirier. So the top three get all $50,000, the top three fights. uh, $200,000 in total given away at this card. Even after 11 finishes, they only found it in their pockets to give away three different uh, bonuses. Ty, uh, I could tell you were a little upset about this when I talked about it, tell you to you uh, during or during the uh, pre-show here. Uh, I mean, what what's going on with that? Especially you mentioned after they give away all that money in uh, England. Now you know what they're clutching their pennies. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess you know 
I don't know. I guess maybe there's there's a method of thinking like, you know, okay, we give we give everybody a bonus, you know, or if we, if we give a uh, you know steamroller a bonus for putting a guy to sleep, we're gonna have to give Aaron Blanchfield a bonus too, or you know, kind of like a domino effect of bonuses. But like, yeah, I mean, you, you give them away to people who deserve it. Like, yeah, maybe Muhammad Makayev didn't deserve fifty k uh, at, on at two eighty, and that's why he didn't get it. You know, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of decisions in that card, but like. Bro, Aaron Blanchfield destroyed her, destroyed Molly McCann. Yeah, fucking crowd favorite, a uh, fan favorite. Uh, Mike Trezano and Sung Woo Choi were in a fucking. I mean, arguably, you know, do you think their round was was better than the Dustin fight? I I don't know. I mean, Maybe it's not, close, but, but yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Still, though. dude, like, Favola slept an un, slept an undefeated fighter. Spam. Um, Ryan Spam put Dominic Reyes to fuck to sleep. Yep. Moicano just just went through Riddell. Gutierrez Hooker, murdered Al- Edgar. I mean, uh, anytime you put somebody guys, to sleep, man. I feel like you should just get a bonus for that. Like, I, I like what Whaley did to Carla, but is that was that more impressive than what Aaron Blanchfield did to Molly McCann? Molly McCann, no shot. Even yeah. with Carla's background, I, I Dan Hooker won by not body kick. You know, like these are these, these are good knockouts. Like Alex Pereira's knockout was good and all, but was it better than uh, Chris Gutierrez's? Brian Spans? No, no, not at all. But uh, what are you going to do? I guess you know. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it is questionable though too because it's just it, I always wonder how do they figure that out to give the money to which person you know like it just kind of seems so subjective where they're just like all right like yeah those three like it just it doesn't seem like I feel like sometimes they have like an allotted amount that they're gonna give out before the thing and then sometimes they're like oh you know what fuck it I'm giving away this much it's just I don't know I feel like they're never gonna do what they did in that England card they felt like that was a mistake because they're like oh you could give that much money away then you have that much to give away it's like okay now they're like all right so now we're gonna be cheap with all these and not give anything away they have this labeled on um, tapology as the 22 22nd best MMA event of 2022 I don't know oh. how that I don't I mean it's a lot of cards to have ahead of them yeah, I, I mean, let's see what this. I, I guess I'm curious to see Volkov Aspinall, the one we're talking about. That's number one, and then number two they have uh, Tishera and Prohashka, which I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, Shevchenko, Santos, Whaley. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of finishes on this too. Cool. I mean, Kulabal and, and Songyu Wu Choi is uh, you know the the feature vault of the. Uh, I, I don't. I, I'm not doing all this. We, we can save this for another day, but. <laughs> Uh, we'll save this for the end of the year. It just it just seemed questionable to me. Like what this that I left that card thinking, it, and most of the time you do, but not all the time. At two eighty, I didn't leave saying that was the best uh, card ever. This yeah, one felt like the best card of the year. That, that's it. Just seemed like it I mean, lived up to the all uh, to the, the knockouts hype. were nuts. The finishes were all crazy. The sto- there was so many storylines. Yeah, uh, on the whole card, uh, there was reasonable hype, and it didn't disappoint. There was fourteen total fights. Eleven of them were finishes. Uh, the three decision fights. Would you say the Montel fight was boring? Maybe. Would you say the Carolina fight was made, was boring? I mean, for whatever the ex- expectations uh, were, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, but in general, hard. in general, yeah, maybe. But the Petrovsky fight, eh? I mean, like it's not like you had snooze fests, you know? No, Honestly, I agree. You, you could argue the most boring fight of the finishes was the main event. Yeah, like they all, everything else was just quick. You know, maybe the Hooker and Puelas, you know, nonsense. But uh, yeah, dude, this is a Fucking, there's a bad. Yeah, I can't. Man. I can't. I don't have all the all the main events, all the main cards in my head. But I mean, this has to be a top five or top tenner. Yeah, and uh, a couple of the other ones they have was like Gaethje and uh, Oliveira, uh, Ngannou yeah. and Gon. 
Uh, yeah. Adesanya Whitaker too, which I don't. I mean, maybe I'm just tripping. I don't see a lot of these as bad. Yeah, we got we got a maybe around. this ranking system's just like because it's the newest one of the newest ones that they just put it on here. I don't see it as behind you know Vera versus Cruz from San Diego or Sarukian and Gamrot. Like I, I yeah no I don't know, but uh, I guess that's kind of an arbitrary. Uh, you know, system or whatever. We we I can rank my own. We will at the end of the year for the MMA shoulder shoulder strikes MMA podcast uh, award show, which we are going to do this year. So that should be fun. But uh, Ty, you have anything to to uh, get off your chest before we get out of here? We will have another episode on Friday. Uh, I guess quickly, I did want to talk about our records: eight and three, ten point one five units for the boy. That's me. Uh, eight and one, thirteen point seven five units for Ty, which is one hell of a day. Our overall rankings, uh, 29 and 38 with a plus 8.35 unit for me. You are 23 and 33 plus four units. So you are back in the green. And uh, back, I can see us getting a, this getting a little competitive down the end. And we will start gambling uh, a, little bit, a little bit smartly. I say that before each show. And then I come out and throw 10 on the card because I can't help myself. I see so much shit that I like uh, week in and week out. But what do we have this weekend? We have Spivak and Derek Lewis. Uh, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, that's, we have, that's, that's, uh, that's from uh, that's going to be a 1 o'clock start on Saturday. Uh, Derek God. Lewis and Spivak. Ian Kutalaba. Kennedy and Shuku is the, is the main event. The Vanilla Gorillas get back in there with Waldo Cortez Acosta. All right. That's a fake This card is factory. pretty uh... – Woo! Oh man, I didn't know that was happening. Oh, okay. Never mind. We got some picks yeah. firing firing off. Muslim Salikov and Andre Filaho. That's actually not that bad either. Cody Brundage and Jan Kudalaba is in the co main event. So. Yeah, I don't know. Zamagulov's fighting Charles Johnson. Oh boy. Okay. Then it gets a little all right, we yeah. Are Only we, fans we, is making appearance. We talked about this last week. That's right. We have a bunch of ultimate fighter guys and we're we'll save that deadly card that that time. For another day. Brady Highstand, the worst UFC fighter ever. Oh, wait, no, he's not. Ricky Tercio says. Right, oh, they're see, both on the card. That's okay. not necessary. That's, that's good. Necessary. Ricky Tercio <laughs> beat him in the uh, Ultimate Fighter finale. So, oh, Jesus Christ. That'll wrap it up for us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back Friday afternoon for another episode of this glorious and illustrious podcast. Go Birds.